You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. On WMVP, WSAT HD2, Chicago. This is is ESPN 1000, a good Karma Brands radio station. Back to work Wednesday up at Hallis Hall. Back into the swing after their bye week. And the Bears will be practicing today without Justin Fields. But have no fear, it's just a cold. He's sick. They think he should be able to play by Sunday. And that's good because that's what we all want. We all want to see Justin Fields at this point. And uh, while they will not be on the field against each other, the Fields-Hurts matchup is kind of interesting. And I think we all hope that uh, Justin can sort of get to where Jalen Hurts is right now or something close. Jalen Hurts is your favorite for NFL MVP as we enter the final month of the season. Jalen Hurts leads the NFL with a 108.3 quarterback rating. My God, if Justin Fields could be that good in a couple of short years. But boy, oh boy, the team around Jalen Hurts is something, Yurko. And I watched the All-22 of the Giants and Eagles game, and my God. You were impressed? You were impressed? I don't know how you can't be with this Eagles team. And their line play on both sides is just exceptional. Their offensive line is so good. It's what we dream of. A good quarterback and an O-line that can protect him. They have it. It, it does make life a little bit easier, oh doesn't my God. it? It does make life a little bit easier. That's why when Detroit was losing last year, but they went about the business of, of addressing their lines, it's like, okay, maybe it's taken them a little bit longer than they thought, but when you've got a great offensive line, it makes everything kind of look better. It, it does. Sure Whether does, you like Jared it or not, Goff. it makes it look better. It makes Jared Goff look better, right? I mean, at all. It's, making, it's helping to make Jalen Hurts an MVP candidate. Uh, it's helped make that team 12-1. and one. Uh, My God, if you can build on both sides of those lines properly and if you can rush the passer and protect yours. You know, why are the Bears 3-10? and 10? Well, the Bears don't have a particularly strong offensive line. They give up the most pressures in terms of adjusted yep. sack rate in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then on the other side, their D-line can't really produce much pressure. They've got right. the third worst adjusted sack rate on defense. They have the fewest number of sacks. In the NFL this season, put those two things together, just those two things, a way to grade the O-line with some advanced metrics and the D-line. And the Bears are worst and third worst in the NFL. Now let's flip it. The Philadelphia Eagles, okay? Yeah. Guess what they do very well? They protect their quarterback. And they run the ball. They, and they run the ball. And they rush the quarterback. They have more sacks than any team in the league, and they've got the second-best adjusted sack rate in the NFL. Guess what their record is? 12-1. and one. I mean, and it's not always going to be just that simple. And it's not always going to say 3-10 and 10 and 12-1. But, my God, does it help, like your goal always It says. doesn't hurt. Does it It help? doesn't hurt. And you can't help but notice but how dominant listen, they are on both sides They became sides of the legitimate line. down there. And they addressed their offensive line in Jacksonville in 95 when they drafted Tony Baselli. They drafted Brian DeMarco. They had Wydell there. They had a youngster called Rich Tilski, Ben Coleman there playing guards. Um, and they had DeMarco playing the tackle position, but DeMarco wasn't a natural tackle, so that was a little bit of a weakness. So what'd they do? They went and got Leon Searcy mm. from Pittsburgh. Free agent stud. And what did they have? They had two tackles that were absolute monsters. And they had him for the better part of the late 90s and the early 2000s until Baselli ended up getting hurt. And then they ended up getting rid of him in the uh, in the draft because they knew he wasn't going to be able to play. Right. So he went to the Texans and then never, never played, played one down for the Texans. Never played. Now a Hall of Famer, but he was fantastic. But that's what you have to do. 
They drafted Tony Brackens on the other side. They had yeah. Joel Schmange. They had Jeff Lagerman. They brought me in to solidify the run. I mean, they were making moves. Drafted Aaron Beasley. Had Mickey Washington there. It's a lot of good they had players. All types of stuff. You're, You're not kidding. Young defensive backfield and Travis Davis and uh, Chris Hudson, who became a Bear later on. But the point is. You're addressing all these spots, and you're trying to get to the quarterback. You're trying to protect the quarterback. And when you do these, things start coming together. That was still a crappy team. They were four and seven. We're four and seven. We gained 500 yards against the St. Louis Rams. That's back when they were in St. Louis. It was the St. Louis Rams. 500 yards against them. We turned the ball over five You times. guys lost? Yeah, we lost that game. 17 to 13. You lose with 500 yards. 500 plus yards. They had 189. Wow. They put one drive together the whole game. You know what Coughlin did? God. Instead of talking to his quarterback about turning the ball over, he threw an interception return for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other interception they returned to the 10-yard line. We forced them to kick a field goal. They scored a touchdown on their own. One drive out of 13 or 14. That's crazy. They scored on there. You know what he did? He walked into the defensive room and yelled at us. How could you dominate him all day and allow him to get one touchdown? That's what he did. He yelled at us. He yelled at you guys like it's your and, fault. And, and you know, everybody could hear it. And so if you're the coaching offense, tactic, I think it, it yeah, had to be. Yeah, bit. of course, coaching ploy. Yeah. Yell at the defense. That way the offense looks at itself. The, the defense, they gave up yeah. 189 yeah. yards, you said? Yeah, Willie Jackson caught a ball late. We didn't have enough time to down it and kick a field goal. That's crazy. I think Zganino was kicking the ball around. With Jeff Zganino? Remember Zganino? Of yeah. course. Jeff Scanino was kicking the ball around. Remember Jeff Scanino. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Sunday's interesting to see, you know, what the, the – there's a huge – dichotomy that's happening here right i mean uh the bears are where we they're bad now and the eagles are you know yeah. where we hope the bears can be in a couple of years if you do this properly but that team's loaded with skill yeah. um at well, every yeah, level of their yeah. defense they're loaded with skill on offense I'll, I'll be honest you can't be less skilled than you are right now uh, probably not you're there's right. no way in the world i don't care if you try on purpose yeah you're not going to be less skilled than you are right now you're probably every right skilled player you either dealt or let go Every skilled player, you know, some guy that you look at and say, okay, I'm going to give him on a, a three-star grading system. The threes are the absolute studs. Every three- and two-star player, you've, you've found a way to move. You are going with a bunch of one-star guys with a quarterback that's going to hopefully become a three-star player. Yeah. Right? Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, maybe an offensive lineman, a couple offensive linemen you got as two-star guys. Right? And a defensive backfield where you hope you're going to have some three-star guys that you've drafted. Uh, I'd call Jalen Johnson a two-star guy, right? Not a three-star guy. He's not a, a shutdown anything. Not really. No. Probably a two-star. No, but Brisker and Gordon, you get some more experience with them. Right. You know, you, it's a tough. You're learning on the fly. You don't have a pass rush against you. Life's going to become a little bit easier once you do be, have a pass rush. So that's what you're playing with, and it's all right. It's hard to be less talented than you are this year, but the development has to come O-line, D-line, and then you, then you get a receiver. Then you get a receiver. I can't wait for free agency. March 3rd? I can't either. I can't no, wait. That, 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 I don't think they're going to be heavily gonna, invested yeah. in the receiving uh, I'll be in position, the, though. I'll be in the deep lunge that morning. I know you will be. I'm just saying free agency free is where you're going to have to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Not for receivers, I don't I think. I don't but. know. With the third pick, if you want to take a receiver, I don't think anybody grades up that high. I don't think so. If you can bail down, if there's a sudden run for quarterbacks and somebody's thinking about getting a quarterback that's got two picks. I don't know if Detroit thinks they might have to move off of Jared Goff, go with an inexpensive quarterback so they can spend money somewhere else, you know, be right. it uh, a, a corner or something that they might want to improve upon to make that pass rush even studlier. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe they want to move up. That. 
Or they'll just say, we'll go with the cheap, inexpensive, young talent, and we'll develop them. Because remember, they're getting one of those picks from the Rams. They've got yes. two picks in the top 15 as the standings sit right now. What's the one thing you want to see more than anything else over the last four Bears games? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Give us one thing that jumps out. The one thing for me is pretty obvious. Maybe not obvious, but it's pretty simple. I would like to see some sort of relationship start to build between Justin Fields and Chase Claypool. That's it. I would like to see that more than anything else right now, Jordan. We'll see the improvements that we have. I, I hope. And, like, we've seen development in Justin Fields, and that's fabulous because that's what we were asking for at the start of the year. I, I know I said it a lot. Waddle said it. The record almost doesn't matter that much as long as Justin develops. He has developed. He is still not a finished product or a perfect product by any stretch of the imagination, but he's gotten so much better. Huge. It's a huge step forward for this franchise. What else now over these final four? And I would love to see some sort of budding relationship and 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 some uh i would some like dine uh, you know like some dynamic play can between justin and chase claypool can i give you one yes please i would like you to I give w- me i one. would like to see the quarterback run the ball nine times or less okay and i'd like to see him throwing the balls with confidence to his receivers down right. the field more of the that's the route that they've got to run, and that's the route that you've got to throw. You'd like to see more of the game plan against Green Bay. Yes. Six runs, 25 throws. Yes. Right? That's what I want to see. Yes. I like it. One 100%. simple thing. Like one what small is, thing. What is it that you want to see more than anything else right. over these final I, four I'd weeks? like to see it, but if the quarterback has to go, and he does, well, I'm not against that. I'm not saying that's something I'm against. Listen, if you're under pressure, you're under duress, you've got to use your legs to make the best possible situation happened for you on every single play okay no big deal you played philadelphia great pass rush number one sack team i get it no big deal but as you go on over an aggregate of four games not necessarily one game only mm-hmm. but over the course of the four and you're playing four tough teams yes very tough you got the toughest schedule they coming down the, the pipeline schedule. at the end of the year there you go potentially all playoff teams here yeah i mean three of the four are playoff teams and then the and lions maybe might make the maybe playoffs the, yeah but detroit's playing their best football now yes they are yeah and especially in that building where you have to go in yes. a couple of weeks yes what's the one thing three one two three three two three seven seven six that's the number ring us up three one two three three two espn courtney cronin at twelve thirty five. cj holiday fail contest continues someone walks away with a 200 hundred dollar gift pack from omaha steaks today just send us your holiday fails on twitter just a short brief story if you've got pictures great but make sure you're using the hashtag cj holiday fail so that we can sort through them and uh, the one that is the best slash worst if you get it uh we'll walk away with that 200 omaha steaks gift card tonight is also the final whiskey u of the calendar year the whiskey u program will be back for 2023 everybody don't worry we're going to keep doing this with breakthrough and the great partnership that we have with breakthrough beverage and some of their uh, great bourbon and rye labels from around the country, not just Kentucky. So we are going to continue to do that in the new year, but this is the final one, holiday edition. Come by and see us at Sovereign Tap tonight in downtown Plainfield. It is an absolutely fantastic whiskey bar. The food is delicious. They put out a really good, diverse spread of food for everybody last time we were there. We really packed the joint last month. We had like 80 people there. Uh, we want to see a great crowd again tonight. Perfect way to start the uh, the holidays here. Come out and celebrate with us. We're going to be drinking Hudson whiskey. I did a review on one of the things that we will drink tonight, their short stack rye, which I love the name because it's finished. It's it's their rye that's finished in maple syrup barrels, York, so they call it short stack rye. I really like that. And on my Twitter and Instagram, at Carmen DeFalco on Twitter, at Carmen DeFalco 5 on Instagram, you can see the videos that I posted 
uh, or the video I posted about one of the whiskeys we'll drink tonight. But we're going to be having Hudson Whiskey from New York. So come by and see us at Sovereign Tap this evening for the final Whiskey U of the Year. We'll take some of your Bears calls coming up. Uh, we got a few other things that we want to talk about. Last night, the, what happened on the west side, Hawks got smoked, but Ovi with the hat trick, and he becomes just the third player ever to reach 800 career goals. I thought the ovation from the crowd was pretty cool in the way the Hawks fans uh, sort of saluted Ovi for reaching that milestone. We will discuss that. I mean, Lionel Messi's performance yesterday was epic. I think he's had a pretty strong World Cup altogether, but the way he played yesterday was pretty incredible, and now Argentina's through to the final. Uh, The Bulls host the Knicks tonight. So we got a lot to kind of kick around. We want to discuss the Bears topic of the day with you, and we'll take your phone calls coming up next. Listening to Carmen and Yurko on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Carmen and Yurko, hope everyone's having a great Wednesday. Weather stinks, it's a little miserable outside. We're here to keep you company, though. Live in the old National Bank State Street Studio. We're up on Twitch. You can watch us today and every day. Twitch.tv. Download the Twitch app. Search ESPN 1000 Chicago. Black and Abdallah on the other side of the glass. The boys are on the night. Six to eight after Waddle and Sylvie. Let's grab some calls. 312-332-3776. It was one thing you really, really want to see. It's funny. I was thinking in the break, there's one other thing I want to see. But I said only one thing. So I don't know if I'm allowed to say two. I really want to see... Some chemistry start to build between Fields right. That's your and thing. Claypool. That's your thing. So if I had a 1 and a 1A, can I sneak a 1A in there? If here you call? want to, if you want to break the rules, feel free. Can I break the rules? Go you, know ahead. What I, you know what I would love? What's 1A? This a Jalen Johnson no. miracle interception? No. This is a tricky one because it's like, should they really win another game? Because if they don't, they're probably going to find themselves picking second. And we were discussing that a little bit with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday during crosstalk. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talked about it on their show. So this is why it's not my one. I, I told you my number one is if I'm going to cheat and slink in like a 1A, it'd be a Justin Fields comeback like in the fourth quarter would be pretty cool. First one. This year, yeah, right? like it wouldn't be bad. I'm not going to lie. Now, but. let's be honest, though. And let's be fair to Justin Fields. He has put a touchdown on the board the last time he had the ball, had the possession in the game. The ball went over to the defense, and the defense has given it up. True. So to be fair, but it would be nice to see. Right, but to be fair, yes. because you know there's going to be guys that want to defend Justin Fields, and we've got to note it. That's yes. all. As long as you note it, then we're being fair to everybody. Cool. Fair. Good yes. enough. I like it. Rodney's on the north side on ESPN 1000. Hey, Rodney. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Thanks hey, for the call. You got it. Or thank you for accepting my call. Um, I just wanted to say what I want from the Bears or what I'd like to see the last four games. Uh, I know our offense has been trending upward, I mean, from what we're normal or what we're used to seeing from a Bears offense. Uh, But as the NFC, especially our division, the Lions, uh, their offense is humming. I'd like to see the defense take pride and kind of make right steps or the correct steps into – Obviously not being what we're accustomed to seeing from a Bears defense, but I think in order for Justin Fields to, you know, be a complete quarterback, he's got to be able to rely on his defense. You know, let's yeah. say he gets, he gets he goes for forty or sixty-seven yards and a touchdown to win the game, and there's two two minutes left. You know, the, the other team's got to do a two-minute drill. I, I I want you guys 
to just talk or just kind of just reflect off what I'm saying? Like, is, is that something that we need to see from the Bears, or is that something we could just you know, we, we, can, we can discuss wow. that, Rodney. I, I, you know, if, if it happens, I'd like to see one of the young defensive backs get the key interception in that situation. Okay. Somebody that's going to be here next year. That's what I want to see. Ah, there you Somebody go. that's going to be here next year, be the person that steps up and makes that play. Because right now in this whole defense, I've got maybe four guys coming back. Yeah. That's what I have. Four guys coming back. Brisker and Gordon. Yep. Johnson. Right. Sanborn. That's one of the, that's one of the guys I'm mentioning. That's four. That's four, Carm. And, you know, they've got a couple other young players in their defensive backfield that will probably, but not, not starters, right? Right. Starters, probably four. And that defensive line is an absolute mess. It's a mess. And that's why, Rodney, I don't know that you're going to see that, and I don't know that it matters. Yeah. They're going to finish with one of the worst defenses in the NFL, especially since the injuries and the midseason trades. I keep giving this stat. I've done it for the last couple of weeks, and I'll just update everybody again. And it's not a pleasant one, but uh, here it is. Mm-hmm. Since week eight, it's a pretty big sample now at this point, guys. And I just don't see it getting better because they cannot rush the passer at all. I already told you the Bears have the fewest sacks in the league. They've got the third worst adjusted sack rate in the league. But since uh, week eight, so during the six-game losing streak, the Bears are allowing 33.5 points per game. Teams are converting more than 52% of the time on third down. The Bears are now the worst third down defense in the NFL. They passed Detroit a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations. And since week eight, their EPA per play on defense continues to be a complete outlier, folks. It is .245. That is so bad that the next worst team, the Giants, is at .108. And I tweeted the picture the graph a few weeks ago and it still holds true today if you look at that graph they are so far and away an outlier in terms of how bad they've been it's not even funny those numbers are staggering again epa per play on defense 0.245 the next worst team is 0.108 you don't see disparity like that from one team to the next so I, I, I don't I, I don't hold your breath is what I would say. This defense is not any good. And they're playing a couple of buzzsaw offenses too. Philly, the Lions there. Yes, the Lions qualify as a buzzsaw offense. They're averaging thirty three points per game at home, York. It's a buzzsaw offense. It's a buzzsaw. You know, the the Vikings have some talent on offense, obviously. Do. I don't know what's going on with the Bills. I can't figure them out right now. They're capable of being very good offensively, but they just haven't looked particularly sharp in, in a few weeks. But they're facing some really good offenses, and their defense is bad. Space is in Plainfield on ESPN 1000. What's up, Space? Carm, Yurko, what's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? Good, man. How are you, Space? Good, good. Can't complain, man. First off, Johnny, I want to say I'm sorry for Croatia, man. I was so looking forward to seeing them doing it, man. And also, I was looking forward to seeing Miss Croatia and her, oh, all oh, her yeah. glory. Whoa. Oh, my oh, goodness. Ah. She's something. Ah. <laughs> Tell Ooh. me about it. I saw her in a so swimsuit. disappointed. Hello. Come on, well, listen, they play on, to listen, ministry. They, they play on Saturday in the third and fourth place game. So the loser of today's game will play Croatia in the third, fourth place game. Well, there you go. So they're still there. They're not yeah. going anywhere. Good call. Good call. Absolutely. You're right on that. So, yeah, they still got a chance to get third and fourth, so definitely push for third for them. Uh, but, yeah, when it comes to the Bears, what I want to see, you guys hit it all on the head, man. Carm, you said it from an offensive standpoint. I want to see Justin's development with uh, not just 
uh, Chase Claypool, but also Cole Komet. You know, he's getting separation. And, um, you know, I just want to see that continue to grow over these last couple games. But then you hit it right now on the head, Johnny, with saying that the defense, I want to see an impact player, someone that's going to be on the team, maybe a pillar, do something real impactful. Make some plays, guys. You know, play with some heart and actually, you know, do something. Be be a Bears defense. You know what I'm saying? I'm, we're used to the offense doing pretty good now, so we, I guess we're kind of spoiled. But I do want to see somebody for the defense actually show some heart out there and, and make some plays. Thanks, Space. they got a long way to go, I'm just telling you. They don't have a ton of talent on that side of the ball. Yeah. They just don't. And they traded a bunch of – they traded some talented guys but away. But you know that. You know, you, you, we already knew you that. You know that. You knew that coming in, yep. which is why you find yourself at three and watch McCall. Because yep. you were competitive early on, and a couple of the guys yeah. that were still here were the ones that were helping you do it. Yeah. And you said goodbye to Quinn, said and you said goodbye to uh, Roquan. Poor Quinn, uh, no homecoming yeah. for him, because he's on IR, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think he landed on IR. Yeah, worst thing. So no homecoming for Quinn. If you've got a Q in your name there, you're not going to be long in Chicago, it looks like, with these new guys. Roquan's playing well for Baltimore, as we all expected yeah, he would. He had an interception. Yes, he did. Saw that. Maybe a sack he had, too. He's played well. But no, they had the Q's in their names. Have the Q's. The Q's. Quentin Nelson can't play here. I wish Quentin Nelson would play My here. My point is, right. if you got a Q in your name, it seems like you can't play here. Quinn and Roquan, goodbye. Quinn and Roquan, goodbye to you. Let's say hi to James and Gurney. What's up, James? Hey, fellas. Hey, uh, happy holidays. Fun to talk to you, I mate. Mean, so, too, real quick, I, I agree with you guys. Especially, I think it's a Claypool connection, for sure. I mean, there's a couple plays that define that kid. I don't know if you remember, he broke up an interception, and just he's got a, he's got an extra gear of hustle. I really think, as long as he keeps his head in there. So, But I want to just touch point on where I think you guys nailed it on the head, especially you, Yurko. This offseason, this draft, it's all about up front on both sides of the ball. That That's going to cover some of the deficiency of even Jalen Johnson and really let Brisker and his kids start to develop if you can get pressure on the quarterback and obviously protect them. I am a big advocate of them starting up front on both sides of the ball and building their way through that. Because you said it, Yurik, and you know it. I played football my whole life. You've got yeah. a solid offense from the defensive line. That changes the whole – let's look at Mahomes against the, Buc- against the Bucks in the Super Bowl. He had a depleted offensive line. that made him – he was running for his life. So, in my opinion, I just hope they really focus on – on that on that front seven on both sides, well, the front five and the front four, so the front nine on both sides of the ball, and then we build ourselves outwards at that. It will hide some of the deficiencies of the rest of the players as we really go get that number one wide receiver and so on and so forth. So I hope what they do, and that's all. I love you guys, Thanks, man. And sorry about Croatia. Sorry about Croatia, big ball. Appreciate Thanks, it, James. Yeah, if they stay at two or three. I think you could bet your yeah. bottom dollar. It's going to be yeah. either Carter or Anderson, right? It's going to be one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, if they move back, maybe they target an O-lineman. I- I'd be, who knows what happens between now and April, but it sure feels like it'd be a surprise if the Bears did anything other than take an O-lineman or a D-lineman with their first pick. And that's like, exactly where I think they're It kind of feels... Yeah, it feels like they're building the lines. It's yeah. going to be one of the two sides. The way it looks right now, it's got to be a pass rusher or a defensive tackle. Yeah. That seems to be what's going to be there. Uh, so if that's what the Bears do, I wouldn't complain. Real quick note on my Croatian side. Yes. Um, because we don't have classic clinic, uh, finishers, we don't have uh, a real class there this time around. I mean, Shuker in 98 was sure. a phenomenal finisher, sure. was a sniper of, of, of world-class rapport. Uh, you had Mandzukic, Mandzukic the last time we are here. Before that, you had Ivica Olic, and you had uh, Ivica Olic, and you had Eduardo De Silva, who played for Arsenal before a horrific knee injury ended his career. Mm. You had world-class strikers 
that would go along with that midfield and would go along with it sometimes would be a subpar defense, but you would do enough as a team. We don't have that finisher this year. That's why the game had to be specific. Mm. It had to be tied 0-0-1-1 for an extended period of time for us to have a chance in the 90th to 96th minute to be able to either get a win or go to extra time. The minute Argentina went up with the gift penalty that they received from the official, goal, our goaltender got run over. The minute that happened, and they put the second one on the board on the transition play because you've got to start sending guys forward, that's not the way we win games. Mm. That's not the way we play. So the minute they were gifted the goal by the, the referee in FIFA, that was the minute that our tournament was going to end and we weren't going to be able to move on. Uh, Messi was pretty That's brilliant. Oh, he was phenomenal. He? I mean, well, he's, he's, he's the, the best, best player, player ever. I mean, yes, Carm. <laughs> the... I mean, what do you expect? I know. It's, it's about time that he showed up. Yeah, maybe you're he right. He finally showed up in a big tournament. Thank I mean, God. Just, he's yes. amazing. And if it ends up being, uh, if it ends up being Argentina, France, you're looking at a World Cup final of epic proportions. Of epic, right. I agree. 9 a.m. Sunday morning I can't agree. come it's soon enough. Be epic. I know. It can't come soon enough. It's going to be awesome. And the French just have. Too much quality. They're so good, and they they want to go back and they want to win. And uh, without that, like that number nine, right in soccer that you're talking about, yeah. like that world class striker. You know, I think the U.S. has some of those same problems. As great as Pulisic is, right? Like identical. They still need a world class finisher. Karma, I won't lie to a you. Number nine. I, I think the finishers for the United States are better than the ones we got in Croatia. Wow, you think so? I mean, Perisic is our one true guy, but he's long in the two thirty-three, and he doesn't have the speed to be able to get by anymore the way he used to be able to get by. And if he's done with international play this year, I wouldn't blame him. Uh, Modric should be done with international play too. No more Mandzukic, Continue, right? He's, well, Mandzukic is gone. He's he retired. Gone, right, Rakitic yeah. retired. So you're, yeah. You know, we've got guys that have said we get the age. Hey, you got to let the young kids play. Hmm. And I think it's come to the point where Modric needs to let the young kids start to play. It's still an incredible showing for yeah. a country that has not been around that long and a country with a, a population of, sure. what, about 5 million people, that they continue to do this on the yeah. world stage. Or one. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable right. the success Croatia's had at this we tournament. You should third, be proud. We finished third. We finished second. We'll finish no worth, worse then, than fourth. Then fourth. Like, it's, come on. I so mean, it's fine. You should be very proud it's of that. It's not first. I mean, listen. I know. The, the best European country not to win. Is the Netherlands. The Netherlands. They're yeah. the best not to win. Croatia's close. And then Belgium for a while. <laughs> Belgium for a while was that country also. Croatia's um, but close. But Belgium's man. starting to lose out a little bit on their people. And then if you wanted to put us the third best country that hasn't won yeah. in, in Europe, hasn't won the World Cup, we'll take the it's title. pretty awesome. We will take the title. So we're all rooting for Morocco except for Chris, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got the Argentina ticket, and I got some love for today, them. So today, yeah, today, today. I want to. I want to. No, I know. I'm saying yeah. what's going to be easier. I think it'd be. I, I don't want to disrespect right. Morocco. I think it'd be easier for Argentina Morocco's to beat Morocco. Only let up one goal, and it was a goal. Right. But uh, France is good, man. Yeah. France is good. Mm, they got Hakim Zayek, and they got Hakimi. They've got some skill. Not only that, Carm. If I had to guess, and you correct me if I'm wrong, this is going to be about eighty percent Moroccan fans. Oh, I bet. It's oh, going to yeah. be a home think game. about the location. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. If you had to bet it, I would tell people to bet Morocco plus one, and I would bet the I would bet it to to for a team like the best value bet. I think I was looking around at various bets is a team to win by penalties is like seven or six to one. So that it would go to PK. So that it would go to penalties, right. and someone would win on, pe- right. on penalties. Like if you really want to get frisky and go Morocco to win on PKs, it's like ten to one. Oh uh, yeah, well. Six or seven of one was still pretty good return yeah. on your money. When we come back, Courtney Cronin's got an update from Hallis. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.
Bring Carmen and Yurko with you at home or in your office. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Football right now. We'll get to the Correa stuff. Uh, Cubs don't land Correa. One left. Dansby Swanson. Sylvie's on edge, man. A lot of the Cub fans are. Oh Correa boy. goes to San Fran. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Ovi's hat trick, but let's get an update from Courtney Cronin, who does outstanding work covering the Bears in the NFL for ESPN.com. She joins us every Wednesday. She's live at Hallis. Follow her on Twitter for all the latest at Courtney R. Cronin. Uh, it's, t- you know, tis the season, right, Courtney? Flu, COVID. I mean, uh, people get sick. Sounds like teams have dealt with it in the last couple of weeks sounds like justin is sick is that right that's why he's not practicing today yeah he's got an illness we don't know exactly what it is uh but that's what he's going to be listed on the injury report as today and why he's dnp for wednesday but maddie berflus did say he's in the building so i mean clearly the bears don't think it's if whatever it is it's clearly not contagious where it's going to get everybody else mm. in the building sick and, mm. and that's like i think the thing you've got to look at here and risk running, uh, run the risk of getting other players that. So, I mean, it sounds like he's going to be good to go for Sunday. It's certainly a situation to monitor because they're coming out of the bye week and you want to see what this team looks like. But he's going to be engaged in the playbook according to Eberflus. He's going over plays and sounds like he'll be ready to go. All right, that's good to hear. And then uh, the other good news was that Brisker and Gordon with a little extra time are both out of uh, protocol. This defense still is... It's taken on water, to say the least. I mean, it'll help to get some some premium guys back. Uh, but, boy, this defense right now, Courtney, has got a long way to go. And it's scary when you look at the slate of opponents they have over the final four weeks. Yeah, they didn't exactly draw uh, a great slate if they want to go about this in the developmental way because you've got a Super Bowl, two Super Bowl contenders back-to-back. One, I believe, is actually probably going to win the Super Bowl in Philly this week. And then Detroit's hot. Minnesota, you don't know what version of them you're going to get, but they beat the the bears the last time around so it's you know it's it's a, it's going to be a trying four weeks i think that that's probably a safe way to put it but as matt Everflew said with this with his defense you know in terms of personnel everything's basically set at linebacker like that's status quo you know but the defensive line you know we're going to start to see them rotating different bodies in there and i think that that's smart just to be able to see kind of what you have and see if there's any pieces that you want to carry over to next year. Cause yeah. I feel like that group itself is going to have another makeover in the off season, oh, yeah. whether it's all the, whether it's free agency or whether it's the draft and, you know, in the secondary, it's going to look a lot different from the last time that we saw them play. I mean, of course you get brisker back, but Eddie Jackson's been out with uh, the Liz Frank injury and we saw him scootering around the locker room mm. after uh, the green Bay game. But that's something too. I mean, you've got to think about this thing in the long term, and you know what it means for next year, because Eberflus talked today about the contributions that he's gotten from his rookie DBs uh, and, and just kind of how you evaluate that when there's no pass rush and there's no mm. real stars around them. Yeah. Like, Jaquan Brisker is one that they've solved. Like they've solved that position at strong safety. But again, like the Eddie Jackson thing is a question mark for next year. Yeah, he's under contract, but he's got the seventh highest cap hit in his position. You've got to decide if he's going to be part of this thing going forward or if you're going to start over there too. Yeah, that's a great point. Like Yurko and I were trying to figure out on the defense, who can we who like assuredly keep? say yep. like we'll be back? Obviously Brisker and Gordon, obviously Johnson. Johnson. I think Jack well, Sanborn. Sanborn, because he's the one that's playing right now. But I'm talking about like Eddie Jackson. We didn't include. We didn't because because he's Courtney not just there said right it. Now. Like, yeah. and he might. I don't. I don't know. Even though he has had a bounce back year, Courtney, I, I think it's far from a guarantee that he's back next year. 
No, I mean, that's a question mark for the rest of the year, and you just yeah. don't know because, you know, he's not going to be playing uh, the rest of the year because he's hurt. And if if at his age, I mean, yeah, the bounce back year is one thing. I think he finished with four interceptions, which, you know, for him was a nice boost given where he was at the last two years. But this, is, this upcoming year is expensive. And if the Bears want to, you know, if they don't think that he's going to be part of their plans going forward, then I think it's fair to question what they do with that free safety spot. Like, do they try to go younger? Do they try to go cheaper? Because, uh, you know, with Eddie Jackson and his salary for next season, you know, his cap hit is incredibly high. Uh, I'm just taking a look at it. It's, it's 14, it's over 14 million. That's, right. that's a lot. Yeah. And you've got to look at what the dead money would be if you end up releasing him or if you, you know, end up doing anything post June 1, you get all of that cap back. And if, if you end up, trading or, or cutting him it's it's 12.5 million in in cap savings so to add to what you already have you'd have a lot of spending money and you know for somebody who right now um you know is, is 29 years old how do you want to do that going forward because you might want to go younger at that position and continue to retool the secondary i mean certainly we're going to see it at the cornerback spot because you know as well as well as kindle vildor has played in, in moments and i and i'm not trying to go all in and sugarcoat that. I still think that they absolutely need a, a, another starting caliber outside corner outside of uh, Jalen Johnson. And we'll see kind of there's, there's going to, this defense, the way it looks right now, it's not going to be the same group, but this team is going to continue to go through the flushing out process oh, where yeah. they have players who are currently here, who aren't going to be here next year. This is a, tr- these next four games, no, it sounds cliche, but it's truly a tryout for majority of the guys on this roster to see if they're going to be here next year. Is there a defensive lineman worth keeping? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dominique Robinson yeah. for sure. That's like, it. I know it's probably the answer that you guys expect, just with my tone on that. But yeah. you know, Justin, Justin, I, I just honestly, Justin Jones has been okay. Like, I'm not, I, you know, the three technique position. Though you need you need someone who can penetrate there, someone who's an absolute monster who could push the pocket. And, and get in the backfield, and we just have not seen it from that position. But when you play a 4-3, that is one of the most critical positions to your pass rush. Obviously, edge rushers are great, and you know, but the work that they're able to do is often predicated off of what that three technique's doing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they want to address that. Now we know where they're drafting. It's going to be two or three. Like, do you go get a Jalen Carter there and not trade back and expect that that could be a game changer for you, given how important that position is to this defense? Um, outside of him, I mean, Dominique Robinson is—he's a fifth-round rookie. He's—he's he's a project, and I think that they like what they've seen come on from him. But you know, Alkadine Muhammad has kind of been disappointing uh, this season for him for for the Bears and coming over with his experience with Matt Eberflus and. Travis Gibson. I mean, he's tried to take opportunity, try to take advantage of the opportunity. It just hasn't panned out. Uh, and I think that that's he's probably a little overmatched. So I mean, looking to retool the defensive line starts at that three technique spot, and I think extends all the way out to the end. Is the opponent this weekend the blueprint for the Bears in a sense going forward, I think, Courtney? I think so. Because let's go back to like Week Eight last year for the Philadelphia Eagles when they're trying to figure it out they determine, hey, we're not going to put everything on the shoulder of the quarterback. We're going to lean on our running game because they had a pretty different, um, you know, di- different skill sets in that, in that running back room. And all of a sudden they became, you know, the league's best rushing team, league's most efficient rushing team from there on out, and their quarterback play improved. And on top of that, the pass protection is something that you can certainly envy if you're the Chicago Bears and want to, oh. to build your offensive line like that. 
But on the flip side of that, we talked about it today, that defensive line's got like nine guys. That they, and, and there is something to be said about being able to rotate with your pass rush and get more bodies in there. I mean, that's the reason that they signed Indomitian Sue, and that's the reason that they went and traded for Robert Quinn. Obviously, that one yeah, right. um, that hasn't exactly panned out, but, it's, yeah. but that's the philosophy. Like, when I covered Minnesota in 2017, the year that they had the number one defense in the NFL and went to the championship round, like, that was a big part of it. Like, that pass rush was incredible with Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter, Brian Robinson. Like, you have to have eight to nine guys to be able to sustain that given this league is quarterback skewed, it's offense skewed. So you've got to be chasing those guys down. And to do that, everything has to start up front. And this team, the Bears this year, realize that they don't have that. Six guys on the Eagles have at least three sacks on the year. Six. Yeah. And they got, they got a lot of guys that they bring in. And they wreaked so much havoc last week. It was unbelievable against the Giants. Courtney, thanks for the update. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? Thanks, guys. Take care. See you, Courtney. There's Courtney Cronin at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. Hassan Reddick, uh, the leader of that group with uh, 10. He is, yeah. you know, he's bounced around, but everywhere he goes, he seems to. I think the he, lead, gets, the, he the, gets the quarterback. Yeah, the league leader's at 14 and a half right now. <sighs> that sounds so that's, right. That's pretty good. 14 and a half through 17, you know, 17 games. Yeah, I mean, through 13, uh, through 13 games. games. Yeah, so you're you're a little bit above that. Maybe 19 is where you end up settling in. I forget where he is, but I, I saw the, the blurb the on the bottom of, of head, a, like the the crawl. I saw blurb on the bottom of a crawl. Uh, yeah, I can't think of who the leader is right now off the top of my head. Yeah, we'll go to NFL.com. Yes. We'll find the answer Double real check quick. It. We're not going to worry three, about one, it. 312-332-ESPN. That's the number. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. I had it on earlier. Listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko 64 on Twitter. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. More cowbells, Carmen and York. Don't forget, Holiday Fails contest continues. Get a few more days, a few more chances to win. The $200 gift pack from Omaha Steaks. Are you kidding? $200 worth of stuff from Omaha? Come on. Yummy, yummy. Just send us your holiday fails. Mm. Lighting accidents. Giving the wrong gifts. All types of bad, bad things. gifts. Bad gifts. Eating a pea cookie. Eating bad a pea cookie. Driving. Maybe yeah. running over the Christmas gifts. You're running over Find a reindeer. a new car and smashing it before you gave it to her. Yeah. All types of great stuff that's out there. Send guys. your stories on Twitter. Use the hashtag CJ Holiday Fail. That's CJ Holiday Fail. About an hour from now, we'll pick a winner. You could win a $200 gift card or a $200 gift pack, excuse me, from Omaha State. Do they actually get, when you buy a car, like you know, like, the, like when you get a car, right? Yeah. During the holiday season. Yeah, and they have as, a bow on it. Do they give you the bow? I think the bow's extra. You got to pay for the bow. Oh, yeah, Can yeah. You I think the bow. Yeah, you, you got to pay for the car yeah. for someone. Can you imagine? That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> when did this start? Like oh, that, that it's expected that when you go out and buy a car for someone. When did it become a December to remember? Ninety seven. That's the commercials. When they started coming. Ninety seven. I don't. I don't know. You might be right, Chris. It's been a long time now. I, I want to say Lexus was the first company that had the gall to be like, here, buy your loved one a car. Buy a Lexus. And I'm like, what? Isn't there running now for a uh, Dodge Ram where where he gets her a puppy? Yes. And That's she goes, a couple years old. She goes, too. well, yeah. look over there. Yeah. And then, boom, 
boom, here comes a Dodge, a Dodge Ram. Ram. Yeah, yeah, wait a minute, who was driving that car? I, I got you. I don't know. <laughs> who did she hire to drive the car? Oh, uh, honey, I got you a Bernese Mountain Dog. Oh, that's so cute. Look what I got you. A $60,000 yeah. Ram truck. I got like, you, Stuart, who's okay. driving this Dodge Ram. So, I hope this what? is true. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago, brought to you this week by DraftKings. Uh, Sizzle123 Sizzle. I sell bows to dealerships. A lot of them give the bows to the customer, make some of them pay. Others keep them to put on their other on cars, like in the show in the, the showroom. Show yeah. It's the least he could do, I think. Well, you, you can buy negotiate a car. the bow. Yeah, you know, you, you negotiate the bow. I would. Hey, keep the bow on the damn car. Don't, yeah, give, me the under, don't give me the undercoating. Yeah. Give me the bow. Yeah, I'll take yeah. the bow, though. I mean, are you kidding me? So the undercoating for $7,000. What do you think? I can't do you guys imagine. enjoy the negotiation process oh, for a new car? I love it. Yes. It, Listen. It's in my blood. It's in your blood? You it's love it? In, oh, my God, dude. I can't do it. Is, I, can't I, hate it. I go to Glendale Nissan. Oh. They make it easy. My guys are good over there, you know. It's so even, it's not it's yeah. not so bad. I mean, sometimes you can have a bad experience. It's though. a negotiation, though. I was taught in college. Hey, it's a negotiation. Well, sure. that's a suggested price. That's not the price you have to pay. You go in there, take twenty percent out, and then put the transportation fee back in. He goes, that's where you start. You know, and they'll be coming down from there. But now it's a little bit different. Now it's a little bit different because there's no chips. Right. No chips. There's so now you go in there, they've got a market adjustment they want you to pay. Oh, my God. Yeah, up. Market adjustment. Because they don't have the, yeah. the, the microchips yeah. anymore. Yeah. What about the microprocessors? Yes, yeah, the microprocessors. Micro processes the it's problem. In, it's in the air of blood to be a negotiator. Like, it's, I, like, I, it's oh. like a line in a Christmas oh, story. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is that, that is a stereotype that I will play into. Like, it, if I could negotiate groceries, I would. Somehow well, you know how they make their money where they're making their margin. It's on the loan. The, the percent, the interest on sure, the loans. Sure, and the, yeah, the car, the car's the car. The MSRP of the car is the MSRP in the, of the in, car. In, in the add-ons, in the add-ons. Yeah. Say I buy a pickup truck and I want some runners on the bottom. Okay, that's where they're getting you on the add-ons. You want to okay. cover on the back, an ARE cover on the back. That's where they're going to get you too. Jewelry stores, where well, I love to go. You better negotiate oh, in a jewelry well, yeah. store. Well, I got my guys. They, still, uh, they, you know, Philly, I get you, but they want to tell the jewel. Well, you know, this I'm giving you the best price point, but really. I once had a nineteen thousand dollar ring for the ex roommate down yeah. to sixty two hundred. Whoa! Tell me there ain't room to make deals. It's like a third. And then I balked at it. And he goes, "Let her wear it to the event, and she'll fall in love with it." Wow! I brought it back the next day. You did. I'm not quite in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. That's some interesting. Uh, oh yeah, bartering you got. Well, I'm giving you the best I can. Bring your father out here. I want to talk to him. <laughs> I wish I could barter for uh, the price of whiskey right now, but yeah. we can't do that. Yurko, by the way, thank you for Yurko yeah. gave me a really wonderful gift, and uh, I'm blown away by the, I went by to the gesture. Seven, seven liquor stores this morning to find the perfect bottle, Carm. I'm going to show everybody on Twitter. I ended up finding it at Cannon <laughs> seven, Liquors. Seven, seven morning, different liquor stores, yeah. They're what time do they open? spent a lot of time thinking about it. Bro. 8 a.m. Ooh, old Elk. Dude, yeah. I've never got, even heard of that before. Oh, That's and it's, good. I love Old Elk. Tell them what it is. Old Elk was started. It's a Colorado distiller that was uh, the master distiller is Greg Metz, who used to be for years the master distiller at MGP. Yeah. So people who like MGP, Greg Metz made that forever. Now he does Old Elk. This is his infinity blend for 2022. Tell them the combination, Carmen. It is there. like some of, it's some of their weeded bourbon. Weeded it's some bourbon. of their high malt bourbon. And then like a 12-year and a 13-year Kentucky bourbon blended in here. I, Carmen has told you. Away. 
about your infinity bottle that you should have at home when you only got like maybe two tree pours left in the bottle. Right. You don't want that 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 bourbon to oxidize. Mm -hmm. So you should combine some of your near empty bottles into one to fill it up so it doesn't oxidize on you. That's your infinity bottle. And then you always add to it. Right. Exactly. If it gets down the halfway, add to it, get it back up. It's almost like the Solaris system. Yeah. You never should never empty. And that's why it's an infinity bottle. This is Grant Atches. Is that his name? Craig Metz. Not, What's not, his name? Not Grant Etch as the chef. Greg, Greg Metz. Greg Metz. This yes. is Greg Metz's infinity bottle yes. that he produced for the peoples. For Old Elk. And I, I'm blown away by the gesture. It's just, uh, well, I, this is a special bottle. You, I can't you wait. You like bourbon, right? I do. You like bourbon. I do. This is something that I thought you wouldn't get for yourself. No, I probably wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I probably would Something you wouldn't get for yourself. And it's not an inexpensive bottle, so thank you. That's, <sighs> Yeah, you know what, Carm? I bought it in Indiana, though, so it's oh, that probably helps. comes at about a twenty-five percent discount. If I'd have bought it in Illinois, oh boy, that helps. You're right about that. I, I'd be I'd be sweeping the streets out front uh, of the place to try to get the discount. We are given. Uh, we're exchanging holiday gifts. It's a fun time to be around these parts. Yeah, Carmen gave me a beautiful right. bottle of bourbon upstairs. I, picked I out can't a good wait one. to get home and uh, pour that over a big cube with me and the boys during the holidays. Easy on the you know, my boys love to drink. Yeah, just tell them don't put any Coke in it, though. Coca-Cola, not uh, anything well, else. Karma, what are you talking I know they would never. They would never. What are you talking about? They would never. Danny was accusing them. I my said, kids no, don't not do the boys. cocaine. What no, are you no, talking Coca-Cola. about? Coca-Cola, stop it. Well, say cola. <laughs> we doing blow? Jeez. Who's got blow? Coke. Everybody knows Coke. Come on. I mean, stop it. No, my boy's uh, over to Big Cube. There's no uh, okay, there's perfect. no Coca-Cola there. Perfect. You guys enjoy Even it. Even that rum you gave me, I might put a dash, a dash of a pineapple juice in there. All right. Just to... Cut because it's sweet, but even even the rum's got a little stinger in sure, there. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. You guys just sit and sip and enjoy that because uh, we we'll like it a lot. It's Coming up, to, it's good to see you. It's good to see Merry you. Christmas, Merry man. Christmas. Merry Christmas. More your bears calls. What's one thing? What's just just the way? Merry Christmas. I know you celebrate. I'm like, yeah, I do. Yes. What's one thing uh, that you want to see from the Bears over the last four? And uh, we got to talk about the pretty cool moment that that happened on the West Side last night, even though the Hawks lost again. It's Carmen and York. We're back in two.